0: This is the Everyday Mind Podcast, the place where we come together to talk about living a life of notice, creating more connected relationships, and ditching the hustle as you establish the life and business you've always wanted. I'm Naftali Roberts, your host and guide, as we journey together exploring the Everyday Mind. Are you ready? Let's go! Hello, everyone. I am so glad that you're joining me here today. We have the pleasure of hanging out with Michaela Quinn. Michaela Quinn is a course creator, a mom, a wife, a podcaster, and an all-around amazing human being. Today on the show, we are going to talk through Michaela's journey from being a teacher who just wasn't happy anymore in what she was doing because it doesn't align with her and how she went from that place to creating a business which allowed her to be at home, which is where she wanted to be. It also took her on a journey to teaching hundreds of women who I have had the pleasure of working with some of those women on the same journey. This episode is gonna be amazing for any of you that have ideas or hopes or desires that you right now just feel like is too far or too out of reach for where you are at now. Michaela is gonna talk really honestly about the journey she went on and about how it wasn't always easy, but how when she was consistent, she was able to reach her goals. But first, I wanted to remind you that right now we have the giveaway going on. So if you haven't headed over to the giveaway page, definitely go check that out. We have lots of different ways you can enter as well as some really fun prizes. That is, if you were listening to this episode In May of 2019. Otherwise, I want to encourage you to definitely stop right now and leave a rating or review. That really helps us as we decide what information and content you guys are loving because I am here for you. So I want to hear from you. So without further ado, here is my chat with the lovely and smart, Michaela Quinn. Welcome. I am so excited to be having you here today. Before we get started, I would love it if you would just tell everyone listening a little bit about yourself and who are your people and what you do in your day-to-day life. Yeah, I would love to.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's exciting to be here and talk and get to know some new people. Yay. So my name is Michaela Quinn and I am a online course creator. That's what I currently do. I help moms launch a service-based freelance business from home. Most of the women that I work with are younger-ish moms who are looking to get back more time with their family. I mean, my kind of personal journey was I started as a high school English teacher. I, I loved my job, but I got married kind of quick. It wasn't like we met and like married and we dated for like five years before we got married or got engaged, but I Girl, was Girl, you did not get married quick. I know. Well, I meant like on the young side. I so got we, it. I, we got, I was 24 when we got engaged. So not so young, but Youngish. Youngish. And we got pregnant right away with our first baby, Miss McLaren. Mm-hmm. She was born nine months and two days after our wedding. And gosh, when she was born and like I was pregnant and just anticipating her arrival already, I was like, I, I can't go back to work. Like, I'm, I don't want to do daycare. I can't put her in daycare. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have any other options. And so when she was born, then and I like was looking into her eyes for that first time. That's when it was like, I really can't do this. But my husband and I couldn't live on just one income. Mm-hmm. And so it was so I had to I had to continue teaching, but that that year, um, my heart was not in it. And it was a a hard year because I one didn't want to be there. I wanted to stay home. My husband kept saying no, so it was just like a long year of like bitterness and anger. and then finally, kind of around christmas break i so she was born in June, so about six months months ish of being angry and mad, I finally realized, okay, you know what I've got a problem i'm just gonna I've got to figure out a way to solve it, or I need to adjust my attitude and get used to things because I cannot live in this negative, angry space anymore
0: Mm hmm So let let me pause because I think that that is a really important thought journey that you went through, right? You knew when you met McLaren that she was where you wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Your job, you weren't like, oh, I don't like it or anything like that, but your priorities shifted and that Mm -hmm. happens in our life. Oh, yeah. But I thought something that stood out to me is that At first, the thought that happened was you believed that there were no other options. And Mm -hmm. then you had to kind of go on a journey to get to the point where you were even able to consider that there might be. And I highlight that because I think so often for each of us, we can like start in one place. We have this belief. There's no other way. I don't have time. There's not enough money, whatever that is. So while you went through that journey and you were angry and mad, what was that process like? When do you kind of remember you started to be able to think, okay, maybe there's another option besides just being grumpy and then Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I started Googling everything, searching like how to be a stay-at-home mom, how to cut back the budget to, you know, live on one income, how to work from home and make money. And at first, all of the options that I was were I was finding were not, they were not what I wanted to do. I did not want to start and do direct sales or you know like an MLM. There were options like, "Oh, work at a call center and make 8 dollars an hour." And I'm like, "No, I have a degree. I'm not making 8 dollars an hour." Mm-hmm. The other option that people kept telling me and would make me so mad was, "Oh, just do an in-home daycare." I'm like, "Absolutely not." Like, I love my kids, but other's other people's kids good lord and plus then that's not really i wanted like a life of freedom i wanted to be able to go to the park in the mornings go on a walk in the afternoons go to the museum do play dates with friends mm. not have to be like locked in my house with 10 kids you know and i also thought you know oh i'll go work out in the mornings and do the gym thing i i totally don't but i just wanted something that I could kind of like create and work when I wanted and be a mom when I wanted mm-hmm. and when I so that's what I that's what I was started searching for and couldn't find it and I would start telling people like my husband this is what I want I need to find this and he would laugh at me and then I'd tell like my parents and they'd be like yeah that does not exist but I just kept telling people. And finally, I told the right person because they pointed me to this website called hiremymom.com, which Mm -hmm. I I went to that like three years ago. I'm not sure if it's still a great place to go Mm. just because I haven't been there in three years. But it's this place that is just virtual work opportunities, all virtual, flexible work opportunities, mostly for moms. So- I, I signed up for that website. It was like $30 for a three-month subscription, and you would just get – it was like a job source board. Mm-hmm. And so I started just applying to – I was teaching <laughs> – applying to every single job I could on my planned period and lunch break. So I signed up for that in about January of 2016, mm-hmm. and – didn't get my first client until August
0: of two thousand and sixteen. Wow. So talk to me during that period where you're applying and not getting things, and you have to feel like at some point you're getting discouraged and maybe you're like you're failing. How are you coping? Are you someone that like just naturally is okay with failure, or is that something that was kind of a learning and growth process for you?
1: It was definitely a learning and growth process for me. I'm not like opposed to failure, but I don't like putting myself out there. So like this felt really kind of comfortable for me because I wasn't calling people up on the phone or going door to door and being like, Hey, hire me. But it did start to feel discouraging when I would, you know, send cover letter and resume after cover letter and resume. And it at first, like I would get no responses. And then from there, I would kind of just develop this like growth mindset kind of Hmm. where I would, you know, look at where I was getting and then kind of evaluate what can I do to improve this. So like in the beginning, I probably, my cover letter and emails I was sending was probably not the best. So then I looked at those. I met with a, another teacher friend who did some resume writing beforehand Mm -hmm. and she helped me kind of tweak it and helped me see like how to really specify it to that potential job. So once I kind of made those changes, I started to get some emails back and then I got down to the like last person kind of by like April, May, mm. and then it just never landed my way. And so I kind of took June off because I was a teacher. It was summer. I just wanted to relax and yeah. enjoy time with my daughter. And I actually planned to go part-time for the next year. So that pressure of you have to replace your full teacher income was gone. And I was just going to try a year of part-time teaching mm-hmm. and Hope that my husband got a big enough salary boost the next, the next raise time that Mm -hmm. it would make like me working obsolete. But that summer come July, I just started applying again. And I mean, I spent every day during nap time, like two hours, just searching and applying, searching and applying. And then finally got that first person to say, okay, I will hire you. Wow. In August.
0: I think for a lot of people listening and even myself, and I've heard your story before, so it's not like this is the first time I've heard it, but I'm just like, wow, I don't know if I would have kept going. It's so easy to get discouraged. So I'm impressed and I can kind of see that it sounds like for you, there was probably some ability to, as you have that growth mindset, like I'm going to learn from every single one of these that, each opportunity was a new one. So you weren't on this never ending journey. You were on this, I'm going to apply here and then I'm going to learn and then I'm going to take this and that that kind of fed you moving yeah. forward. Yeah. Because every interaction, every
1: no, every like no reply or every like call, I learned something from that I was able to apply to the one that finally said yes. And if I wouldn't have had the no's prior to, I never would have got that one person to say, okay, I'll hire you. And there, I tried other businesses. Like I tried to start a bow business and that was great. But then, (laughs) I mean, you can only make so much selling bows. Mm -hmm. You can only sell
0: so many bows.
1: Right. And like I had no idea how to reach more people than my family and friends. So it just wasn't Mm -hmm. going to retire me from teaching.
0: So you go through this journey and you get a bunch of clients or you get some clients, you get enough and, you know, kind of flash forward. I know you were able to leave your teaching job. And then at some point you moved into what you do now. So why don't you talk to me a little bit about that journey as well as were there any moments where you had to kind of go through that same trial and error and getting doors kind of
1: closed process? Mm. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. So when I quit my teaching job, um, so I got my first client in August that I was pregnant during that time. My son was born in April and that I, when I went on maternity leave, I did not go back to teaching and I have been out of the classroom since then and never looked back. So when I left my teaching job in after the end of that school year, I, you know, along that journey, I'm in a lot of mom Facebook groups and every day, every day, if you're in a mom Facebook group, you see the question, the questions probably of like, Hey, I need to make some money from home. How can I do it? Or I want to quit my job, but we can't live on to incomes. Basically the same thing that I experienced. Mm -hmm. So I just started in a local Kansas city mom group, just started helping people and telling them what I did. And I from when I was still trying to do this and replace my income. And then I just kind of started to become known for the lady who works from home. And so people would tag me. And then, you know, it got to a point where I typed out my story and I would just copy and paste it to the random people that messaged me. Mm -hmm. But then there was one day in August where someone asked the question and I shared, and then there were like 50 people wanting me to message them. And I was like, okay, whoa, people, I've got client work. I've got kids. Yeah. I can't message all of you. So in my head, I was just thinking, okay, start a Facebook group, put them all in there, help them all at once. You'll save time. And so I did that. And then when I was going through that process, it just clicked to me of your clients are online business coaches who have online programs and online courses. You have the knowledge from working with them of how to kind of create or enough knowledge at least to get started of how to create this online hmm. course and program, you have the knowledge that these women want. Plus, you have the teaching background. Like you can combine this into something and make that your business. So from from there, it was really pretty quick. My Facebook group grew to a couple hundred people pretty fast, and I put together a program. And I was so excited. I was like, "Oh my god! There's 300 people in my group. They're all going to buy it." <laughs> no. I think my first launch, only 10 people bought it. It was priced at $50. and
0: Did that feel good when that happened or did that feel disappointing? How did you feel when it that was, happened? It was kind of a little bit of both. Like It felt good that there were at
1: least 10 people and it was a little disappointing because I was like, oh, there's so many more people. Like It felt like so many people said no to me, but I decided you know, you've got 10 people, give them your best. My, my intention with this program was to do it live, learn, get feedback, get testimonials, and then make it evergreen. And so mm-hmm. then I, you know, I didn't let myself go to that negative space for too long. And then I just focused on, okay, these 10 women, I'm going to give them everything I got. I'm going to do what I can to make them the most. Successful freelancers that I can, because their success and their stories and their triumphs will help me prove to the people that said no, or prove to new people that like this is a viable option.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I just focused on them. Oh. Then I I turned it evergreen. I bumped the price up, and then I redid the curriculum and I bumped the price up a big jump. And now I'm getting ready. I'm we're kind of revising the curriculum again. That's the former teacher in me. Like, I love the curriculum tweaking. And so we're getting ready to do another kind of price increase. So how many people have you taught now? Throughout my paid program, over 400. That's amazing. It's been a year and a half, yeah.
0: And it hasn't been that long. And I think something that is important for everyone to know, and maybe people that aren't in Facebook groups with you, is Michaela is known for this. I, having only entered the online space in the last year, like I was a local business owner, but only having entered the online space in the last year, didn't realize based on the amount that Michaela has known that her course had only been going for a year and a half. To be honest, because of how you show up and how you present yourself and how confidently you come across, I would have assumed like five or six years. Now, I'd kind of put together that your kids weren't that old. So I was like, well, that doesn't fit. So confidence doesn't have to just come from this place of like, I've been doing this for 20 years. So Mm -hmm. talk to me a little bit about how do you talk to yourself or how do you kind of build that confidence in yourself to kind of put yourself out there and know what you do is valuable and come across in that way? Because I know that's a something a lot of people struggle with is like, how do I confidently show up?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. So in the beginning, it was more of just, I hope this works. And so I'm not really going to charge a lot because I don't know. And there's like pricing is the most difficult thing out there. I just wanted to price it from the beginning as kind of like an easy yes. I didn't feel like, oh, if this is a total flop, like $50 is not a lot to ask of people. Mm -hmm. to like give me, give me a chance. And from there, my confidence boost comes from seeing the people I work with get results and seeing their feedback and seeing their success and seeing how it's changed their life. And when I was starting out, I wasn't the first person to do this. There's other people that have online courses. I was maybe one of the first to specifically speak just to moms. Mm-hmm. Some other people speak more broad, which mm-hmm. which is awesome. Like free, there's freelancing is is for everyone. And so in my head, I'm like, why would anyone pick me? Mm. Over that person who's mm-hmm. been doing this for a year longer or two years, or you know, why would someone pick me when they could go there? And I like so many people have those thoughts. Like the women in my program have those thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter if you're a beginner, you're experienced, or you're kind of like in the intermediate range, mm-hmm. all have those like why me thoughts. I would even tell myself. At the very beginning, I didn't really share a lot of my personal journey or my personal story. I thought no one's interested in that. They just want the knowledge, like they just want the knowledge and the tips. Like they don't care about any of that stuff. But then I started to learn that people were drawn to me and connecting with me because of the like personal tidbits that I, I would share. Yeah. And they would connect to that mom-specific. Kind of lens that I talk through,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and that's the same that I I tell the women in my program: is people are going to be drawn to you because of you. Skills and experience and your successes are not everything. People want to work with someone they. I mean, the cliche: the know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. But that is so. So true. When you're running your own business or you're getting to pick with who you, who you do business with, mm-hmm. you're going to pick someone you like, not someone you can't stand or someone who rubs you the wrong way. And yeah. so just that kind of like realizing that there are more experienced people out there. And now there's people that are, have gotten started since I've done this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and they're being successful too, because they're speaking their personal perspective mm-hmm. into it. And there's someone that all different types of people can relate to. Yeah, definitely.
0: So I have a question. I think it is really easy, especially in the online space, but even in local business to kind of idealize someone, whether it is like, oh, the, They must be making this much money. They must have a perfect life. Their kids must never tantrum, (laughs) like whatever it is, whether it is about our businesses we run or the people we are as parents or partners. So what would be one thing that people might be surprised about you that you think or doubt or believe that like you're aware of and you're like kind of taking action on, but like what is something that, happens inside of you that people might be surprised to know? Ooh, uh,
1: that's a good question. So yeah, my daughter tantrums, first of all, like we had to leave a play date the other day because she freaked out and my son pooped all over me at the mall the other day because I didn't pack spare clothes and yeah, it was just bad all around and my husband and I fight a lot, (laughs) but we still love each other. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the online business owners, they, yeah, don't, they're just regular people, I guess. I don't know. I think like I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. And so I want everyone to love my program, love my course, love my style. Mm. And when someone like I get notifications when someone purchases my program and I like, part of me is so excited. And then part of me is like, what if they don't like it? What if they don't like it? Like, what if they don't like me? And I mean, there's been a couple people that are like, oh, I don't like your teaching style or, oh, your program's not for me. I mean, like that happens to everyone. So if you're getting in the online space or the freelance space or whatever it is, you're going to have people that love you and you're going to have people that mm-hmm. don't love you. And so just, I I struggle that as like a, as a people pleaser when I get the people that don't. I yeah. That
0: so like even like someone that, yeah, like you, that is farther down the line that made me some. Than someone that's just starting, and you're a few years into motherhood, you're a few years into being a business owner, you're more years into being a partner. There are still parts of you that are like, "I just want everyone to like me like yeah. and you notice and you pay attention when that comes up, and it sounds like you probably don't switch what you're doing as much as maybe the instinct is, but I think it's so important because yeah i I know for. So many people I talk to, they go, "Well, if I could only be like Michaela, or if I could only be like, I mean, I could list like twenty five people oh. um that are the names that I hear, and it's just like, well, they are people too, right? And I'm sure if you ask them, they have days that they feel doubt, they have days that they feel reactive, they oh, have, yeah, right. My background is being a child therapist. And so I always laugh in that world when people are like, well, your kids must be perfect. They must be so lucky that they don't have a mom that ever yells or Mm. anything like that. And I'm like, I would love that if that was true. Yeah. But I think the difference between where reactive and not reactive is, is that I I'm aware when I am yelling at my kids, you are aware when your doubt is popping up and you want people to like you. And maybe even the thought goes through your head or maybe it used to be, oh, I'm going to change my program or I'm going to lower my price or I'm going to give a refund not based on my refund policy. And it's that awareness that helps, right? Like Mm -hmm. when I was not tuned in, I wasn't aware that I was ever yelling at my kids. I would have said, no, I don't yell. I did. I didn't yell like some other people yell, but I yelled in mine version because I saw the look on my kids' faces. It's the same look I gave my mom when she yelled. So, yeah, I think that that's so important. Okay. So, in respect to all of y'all that are listening, I would love, Michaela, if you would tell us a little bit more where people can hang out with you because I know that there are people listening here that are like, hmm, Well, I thought that I didn't have any other options, but maybe I do. So if they're kind of like, oh, what now? Where can they come hang out with you? And then I have three questions to kind of wrap us up. Awesome. Yeah, if you guys are interested in working from home or... Or
1: kind of seeing how it can work for you, check out my website. It is just my name, MichaelaQuinn.com. I spell Michaela M-I-C-A-L-A. And I've got a podcast on there. Um, you'll find like links to my free resources and links to my Facebook group to come come hang out with me. But start on the website, kind of go around, see if the freelancing world might be something that you would be interested in. And if it is, I would love, love, love to help you get there. Okay, I'm ready for your questions.
0: Yay. Okay. So you can answer these questions. They're kind of my mindful questions for today or yesterday. What is something you learned today? Because I think we all learn something each and every day. I mean, it wasn't something that I specifically
1: learned yesterday, but it's something that is kind of re-solidifying for me is that, you know, we were just talking about kids talking with my daughter. She's kind of a stubborn little sassafras. We had a tantrum when we did a play date Tuesday. And so yesterday we had a play date again and I kind of like just, you know, relearning and remembering that I have to, before the play date, kind of set the expectations. And then as the play date is coming, kind of remind her of the expectations and then to help kind of set the tone for how we behave with friends. She's three and a half and what is acceptable and what is not. And so th- Tuesday, I didn't do that before we did our play day. It was just kind of impromptu like, oh, let's go down and play with the neighbor kids. And then Thursday, it was a little bit more planned. And so I had time to be like, you know, remember this and what? how do we handle this situation if someone takes a toy from you or if you want something that someone else has, how can we solve these problems? And yesterday was so much
0: better. Yeah. So you kind of noticed again, like learned again, like, oh, my particular kid does better when she's kind of prepped. And I think most kids do. And I do better when I feel like we're going into that situation than prepped because I can confidently believe you know what to do when your toy gets taken from
1: you. Yeah. Yeah. My rule is now if you like freak out or you fight, we're done. Like we're going home mm-hmm. and it's hard. One, because like play dates are kind of fun for moms too. Yeah. And then I feel bad being like, "Oh, sorry, we gotta we gotta leave early because my kid can't play right and end it for them." But I'm hoping we had to do that Tuesday, that like that one time of like, "Oh, we're done," mm-hmm. is like a enough that she kind of can remember and gets it. It might be, it might not be. It might I mean, yeah, I'll have to keep reminding her
0: and reminding her, but reminding, reminding yourself. Each of us learn differently, right? I think. Yeah, uh, it was so comforting when I heard that on average, it takes a kid a 100 times to learn one new thing. And so like this idea of, oh, and parenting, yeah, we may be constantly learning stuff because I forget that sometimes. And I'm like, I already taught you this. Why, Why don't you know this already? So who did you actively love today and how?
1: Who have I actively loved today? I'm going to say, actually, I've actively loved my group members. I just did a Facebook Live for them kind of talking about two of our new bonuses for the course, two things that I think will really help them. And so I'm really, really excited about those. And the rest of my afternoon is kind of getting started on crafting those.
0: Yay. That is an active way of loving people. And what made you laugh today or yesterday?
1: Ooh, probably my husband. And it was not like a good laugh. It was like the like <laughs> <laughs> laugh. He came home Thursdays. Is, so my schedule is like Monday, Wednesday, Friday are my work days. Tuesday, Thursday are my mom days. And Thursdays, our house is just kind of in shambles because I've tired and like, I give up. Nope, can't do it. Mm-hmm. And he came home and he knows my pet peeve is when he's like, what did you do all day? And he walked in and he's like, wow, man, Thanks for cleaning the house today, or some like snart. He wasn't being mean, he that's like his
0: playfulness
1: mm-hmm. way. But I was just like, Oh, oh don't you even do that?
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: but then he cleaned the kitchen, so
0: oh, that's good! Awesome. Well, Michaela, thank you so much for joining us today and talking about all things failure and keeping going even in the face of things kind of not going right the first time. So for anyone listening, if you want to hang out and talk more about things like we talked about today, whether it's failure, whether it's seeking new things when you're scared, I would love it if you reached out and came to our Facebook community, the On Purpose Life and Biz. You can go to Facebook. It's also in the show notes. We hang out and talk there and always love being an encouragement for anyone that's taking that journey. And I will talk to you all soon. Have a great day.